<laughs> Speaking of the greatest gift of all, who is your favorite Transformer? Do not choose one of the obvious ones. My favorite Transformer, mm-hmm. I guess, like growing up, like the one that I I owned and was like my, oh man, like this is my guy. Yeah. Was, um, I guess he was a Decepticon called Thrust. Yeah. Was he one of the Jets? Yeah. So he was the red jet. Yeah. So like a lot of the... Like, all the Jets were basically just recolors of Starscream, who's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we have the same one. That's interesting. Starscream had more of a personality. He was, like, openly insubordinate and was always trying to openly backstab Megatron, which I found really, really compelling. Interesting. In, yeah, in like, I, I was know, always an a... 80s cartoon yeah. yeah, I guess it was... Jetfire was not. Jetfire was, was the was the Autobot one. Was the Autobot? Yeah, jet. yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, mine was definitely the Decepticon one. Here's an interesting thing. There was, I didn't have a ton mm-hmm. of uh, Transformers. That was one of them I had. I also actually had the Ultra Magnus. Yo, like Ultra Magnus like, was I, like the large one, like the large. Boy. Yeah, yeah, like the, the large the boy. One, the 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 like the white yeah whatever optimus yeah. and then it's like the yeah and i had that and it's just like man that was like one of the only ones that i had god i wonder where that is too and i bet you that's worth if i had that oh, in a box man transformers collecting is ridiculous like the prices those things fetch but they're like so specific like you can oh, see yeah. a variant of one that was only re- that is based on a character that only has a Japanese name, but is only released in Europe and only came in this one colorway, and like that's the only one that's worth anything. Oh yeah, like there's it's it's stupid. It's like yeah, like the one that I had. I'm just looking at it now. It's like used, going for like four hundred on U.S. dollars on like eBay and stuff. And but like out of the box, it's like a hundred and something so and i know you're a big collector so yeah. right i mean if so i had like, it mint in a I, box uh, i was i, I were, can't i can't do it anymore man it's no, too that, it's too you, much did it like was it like a a money thing or was it a lifestyle thing because for me i was i was addicted to getting on those game pre-order versions you know like pre-order oh, and then Jesus. you get a statue of nathan drake like oh yeah because that's what i've always wanted right a white guy with a gun in a henley that's what i want Whoa, on my desk that's what you were into yes because i was i was really i, I had I had been working at eb lately and like yeah i yep. would just get into the hype so i just kind of through circumstance had dozens of these statuettes and busts and things i did legitimately did not care for and i yep. remember i came into my room i'm like this is full of things that are worthless and bring me the opposite of joy. They just make me wonder, like, is this all of my artistic, like, is this all yeah, I endeavor to, to just consume? Is this, is that all? Is that what this is, man? So I gave it all to my brother. It's And now I'm, and now I made oh, Gundams. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So that's that. You're listening to Critics vs. Fans, a weekly movie podcast about the most divisive movies in history, those who love them, and those who loathe them. And You I, got the touch! 
am bumbled. You got the feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally you got, cut you, you off. First of all, it's you got the power. Don't step unless you know what you're talking about, son. Oh, man. I know you've got the power. Yep. Um, Stan Bush. You know, he came bow, bow. you know, he came back and did like a moody kind of like mid 2000s emo version of the touch for the Michael Bay Transformers. No, I did not yeah, know he, that. Like he remade it and said, please take from me this. Take this new edgy version. And they just didn't use it. Of course but not. But he put it on YouTube and it is there. It is there. <laughs> no, but the thing is like he wasn't that far off the mark. The, Lincoln Park did the theme song for the first Transformers movie. He wasn't wrong mm-hmm. about the general tone. Oh, brother. Love that song. So, I'm Mike Scholars. Are You are Mike Scholars. Years ago, I worked at a blockbuster video where I rented and saw Transformers the movie, the 80s version, for the first time. I've been a fan of movies my whole life, and uh, that's all I bring to the table. I'm sitting across the internet from my dear, dear friend... Ooh, Andrew Bartlett, and I have three film-related degrees, although... You're going back for a fourth. Might go back for a fourth. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Wait. Maybe I'll get a degree. Maybe I'll get a doctorate, and it'll be my fourth degree, and it'll be about Transformers adaptations, because, dude, we're doing them all, apparently, because that's what we're doing today. Should we? (laughs) Exactly. Should we call this... Should we subtitle this? No, Bay's not even involved. He's, Michael Bay has nothing to do with this movie. Should we call this one Shadow of Bay? Uh, we should just stick to Transformers because yeah. that's what this movie is. Um, we're, we're talking about Bumblebee. We're today. talking about Bumblebee. I think we've been talking about talking about Bumblebee for a literal year. Yeah, and um, we kind of decided on it. It landed on Netflix, on Netflix, Netflix now. Netflix so is what. You can go and I'll watch it, and we haven't. Neither one of us saw it before this week, I so saw that's, it that's fun. Two hours ago, yeah, and I saw it last night. So, uh, um, so you've got the touch. Sorry, I love that tune. It reminds me of Boogie Nights. It reminds one me of, of Transformers. Favorite, one of my favorite movies. I've never seen Boogie Nights. No, I know, but you've never seen Boogie Nights. We've we've discussed this. Oh man, <laughs> there's a great there's a great scene which um, covers the you've got the touch. Cool. Or the touch. I mean, I'm bad touch. I'm down, except I hate Mark Wahlberg, but I'm down. Yeah, but this was before Mark Wahlberg. No, it is after Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, committed but, a hate uh, crime on that old Asian guy for no reason. <laughs> oh, is that not uh, what you were gonna say? No. No, I was just gonna be. <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay, fair, but Mark Wahlberg was also in a bunch of Transformers movies, which we discussed already. Yeah, we, we've, we've, and he's not in this. Instead, we have a guy who, when he grows up, wants to be Mark Wahlberg, John Cena. When he grows up, he's probably older than Mark Wahlberg. I don't think no, that's true. Be. I don't think that's true now. Oh man, let's okay. Now we're gonna. This is uh, this is the way to start. Yep. Who's older, John Cena or Mark Wahlberg? I mean, I would think Wahlberg. 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 Wahlberg, 100%. Okay, so how old or much older do you think he is? I think Wahlberg is nine years older than John Cena. Nine. Okay. I don't know what each of their respective ages are, but I know Okay, you're that. close. You're close. Okay. Six years difference. But still, Wahlberg is older? Wahlberg is okay. 48. Cena is 42. All right. That all tracks. John Cena. I gotta say, man, John Cena putting out bombs. 
like in no sorry bombs in a good way yeah i was like what <laughs> not bombs i don't know how it's are like, we using like slang his, today andrew he yeah he's he's like he's putting out a lot of good stuff he is like critically he like i'm looking at his his uh his kind of movies uh ratings no when he was doing like you know weird i guess appearances in movies and then did you then see he blockers did, he, he, blockers is great. Blockers was so good. Nobody nobody Super talks about funny. blockers. Um, yeah, he did block. He did Trainwreck, which he was like incredible in. Yeah, that I liked thing. him in um, Trainwreck. I didn't love Trainwreck. I liked him in Trainwreck. Yeah, and then he's kind of done all these like he's he's done some 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 good roles. Everybody everything seems to be. I mean, The Rock made the blueprint, right? And like, Cena was like on the record before saying like, "No, I'm loyal to WWE. You know, I'm not going to chase Hollywood." And now that Hollywood wants him, he's like, "Oh no, I understand the appeal of this entirely now. I'm a millionaire, and I have to just well show up." Yeah, I mean, it's insane. He's like, "I gotta, I gotta work out, stay in shape, and then not go destroy my body a movie for, for a bunch for... of carnies." It's insane. Yeah, like he heals a little, like I'll go shoot a movie for two months and make what I make in WWE and you know two months yep. he's like he's definitely getting like what 20 million a pitcher in john cena is getting 20 million he must be getting no 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 the am rock, i is my i think that is the rock definitely the rock is getting 20 million john cena i think is getting like a fair a fair like amount five of to ten i don't know if john cena is even i think the issue is john cena has not proven he can carry a movie yet Right. Everything we're saying are good supporting roles. And I don't think that guy gets 20 or even 5 million. You know? Okay. So his net gonna worth go is like for 55 it. He's, he's going to go million. for it. He's in the next uh, Fast and Furious movie. So I think if anything puts him in there. Puts yeah. So he's, he, he, racked, he says he, he, he makes about 10 million or was making at his height in WWE. Not his height, but... He was the highest paid in WWE yeah. before Brock Lesnar. Yeah. At about ten million a year. And then he was making like two million a year for a movie. Yeah. Which like that's like he's fine. He's in he's, he's in like his he's in some, some big movies coming up. No, I think I think it's time. I think like this is one of the last times we're gonna be able to talk about John Cena as like a very clearly supporting role. Yeah, like he's 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 got that Fast and Furious, and now the Fast and Furious is going to be interesting because I would assume The Rock is in it. Nope, he's out. Really? Yep, that's why they did Hobbs and Shaw. Basically, oh. Vin Diesel and Tyrese Gibson got extremely insecure about The Rock being more popular than them, so they kicked him out to hit basically, and then they were paranoid that he was going to make his own spinoff with Jason Statham. So the deal, which he did, yeah, which he did because people want money. So. I think the agreement is Hobbs and Shaw now stay in their own little side verse and do their things and they stay away from Vin Diesel and his family. Wow, that's so interesting. So, until in until everybody kind of falls at the wayside in three or four years and then they do a big reunion again in Fast and Furious fifteen. They're 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 contracted for ten and people involved have said they do think that ten could be a natural endpoint. They have also said they don't see why the family can't go to space. So life is going to be so good for oh a little my while. God. It's going to be so good. But speaking of space, 
And speaking Bumblebee. of John Cena and life being good, Bumblebee. Um, Bumblebee, brother. Okay, so let's if if you were to do a cursory Google Google search of the Bumblebee film, you wouldn't really see any reason why we should we should be talking about it, right? It got good yeah. ratings. It performed admirably at the box office. People are throwing around things like best movie in the Transformers franchise. So why is it divisive? Right. I would suggest well, that because of all the other Transformers movies, that's why it's divisive. Uh, I think you took the words out of my mouth. Um, yeah, the, it. I think the divisiveness in this film specifically has to do with the divisiveness of Transformers movies in general. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to we're completists on this podcast. We like doing things... From start to finish, we like at the detriment of our listeners and, and our followers <laughs> and friendship. Um, but this, we, I think we were both we both had enough time off from the Transformers. Been a year. I mean, I can't imagine people actually like our listeners did. Like they actually listened none to like them. none of them listened to every single Transformers episode. I know they probably listened to one and we're like, okay, I get it. And then we were kind of like, I've watched one and kind of like, I get it. But weirdly enough, Transformers five had our most, one of our most listeners ever. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't so know. Bizarre. I don't know. I think but- I tagged space jam two in that one because we did a bit <laughs> about space jam two. So I think we actually just leached off of space jam two audience. Maybe. But the, the interesting thing about this is, it's technically part of the Transformers franchise. Yes. Um, but, you know, the, also the, di- Michael Bay. The, the divisiveness of this, I think, also comes in how much money it made. Now, it made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. It made, you know, $468 million Off of like a worldwide. 130-something budget, right? Off of one, yeah, 100 to 135. So you can probably assume that it's 130 yeah. or more, 135. Uh, but this is the lowest grossing transformers movie mm-hmm. out of all of them yeah out of, like even the ones that Michael hugely underperformed right like yeah age of yeah. extinction so, or whatever so the it's crazy they still did bigger box office now that's not to say that you know almost 500 million dollars is not a good box office no, it's great i don't think anyone's disappointed with it but it's they interesting that you know yeah well it's interesting to see kind of what why why was this one kind of people just sick of it or is you know i don't know it's still you know gross so so good but yeah it, it also is it also didn't gross massive in like domestically so in the u.s and canada it only took in like 127 million but then worldwide it was like a december in, release right it was if it was december 2018 okay pardon i was just saying then it took on the other rest of the 340 million yeah like, yeah obviously the rest of the world um but it yeah came it came out, out of christmas november December? oh god yeah yeah I can't, yeah like, it was like right around christmas no but you know what i saw on christmas day i saw spider-verse like it was between bumblebee and spider-verse and it was a it was right. a pretty heavy christmas that is yeah like it came out on the 21st which is which is interesting anything that gets dumped that late in the year like there is a tactic to trying to get the christmas family release but sometimes it's kind of like just they're dumping it because they didn't have the faith to put it in during the fall that's what sony uh, straight up did with spider-verse they didn't think it would be that good because they're idiots i'm interested to see what yeah like how the the how i guess it's paramount paramount right yeah, yeah how paramount felt this movie was going to do like if they actually thought it was going to do yeah really well or not 
My theory um, so is yeah, that so like, it's... Transformers, the original Michael Bay ones, kind of built on themselves. And like people just kept seeing right. them because they saw the last one. But then the last one was so mm-hmm. bad that that's why people didn't see this one. But I think some people actually did like them, you know? Um, <sighs> I and feel I like think, at a I certain think... point... Sorry, go on. And I, I think people... That sort of mindless explosion, like people love that stuff. People like, do even love if it's not they do, and that's why he makes his movies make so much money. Um, it's true. So, so maybe we don't know what we're talking about, and we're out of touch with the common man. But that's why we're doing both sides of the argument. That's mm-hmm. why we're critics and fans. So, that's uh, so what's yeah? The podcast, what is this? Everyone, <laughs> this movie is still. What's interesting is it's kind of a reboot, but it is still within the universe. Yeah, so, I, I so love. Where stuff are like we this. in this universe? I, I love where stuff like we? this, man. Um, like it's so clearly a situation where. They're seeing what people like and will keep that and will reject what people yep. don't like. Yes. So the original Transformers movies came out when they came out. So the first one came out in 2007. So they were set around that time. These ones, um, this it takes place 20 years before that in 1987. So it's a period piece. It's got a lot of 80s nostalgia, which is notably when the new Transformers cartoons and toys were first released. So... There's already like a much closer hewing to the original um, vibe. And that's everywhere. That's all of the... There there was a lot of criticism, I think, thrown at Michael Bay and just the visual designs of his Transformers. There's just like a lot of stabby, slimy metal type of deals. Yeah. These ones look the closest to the toys that people love that I've ever seen on a a big screen. Mm -hmm. And... That just kind of carries through. This is the same format as the first Shia LaBeouf Transformers movie. A teenager who needs a car and is going through some teenage stuff meets Bumblebee, a forgotten, beat-up, old, uh, you know, old car, old uh, Volkswagen bug. And mm-hmm. they go on adventures. It is literally the same plot description from the outset. The government gets involved. Um, Decepticons come in to confront them and uh, they have a thing. But they do have a thing. This is different because now instead of Shia LaBeouf, we have Haley Stenfield. And um, instead of Michael Bay, we have someone else. Um, <laughs> Travis Knight. I, yes. He is a uh, former animation director. I mean, current, still an animation director. That's just where he got a lot of his chops working with Studio Leica on some excellent, excellent movies that that they do, and um, a female screenwriter. So very different sensibilities than what Michael Bay brought. And I feel like this, we, I, I remember in our Transformers episodes, we asked, like, who is this for? Who is this for? Who wants this? This, I think, is very, it knows its audience. This is a teen kids movie, you know? It's, it's for uh, yeah. families. This is a family movie. It, I think I got a lot of Iron Giant vibes. I got a lot of E.T., e., uh, Spielberg, Amblin type of vibes from yep. this. Um, yep. Just a girl and her pet alien against the world. And that in and of itself is a huge difference from the explosion, explosion, and then more explosion. And now Mark Wahlberg is here vibe of the first one. So maybe that in and of itself explains the the uh box office discrepancy mark Wahlberg wasn't in the first one 
No, he wasn't. You're thinking of um, Josh Duhamel. Yeah, exactly. God, it all blends together. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they brought Wahlberg uh, in for four and five because they're that's correct. They were out of LaBeouf. Josh Duhamel and and Tyrese Gibson, Megan Fox. Now Tyrese was there the whole time. Of course, Um, but yeah, the the, you you definitely nailed you know nailed the you 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 nailed it when you said it's a kids movie, right? Yeah, like Transformers, the first Michael Bay one, and I guess the rest of the series. Just it's still they're all PG, but they're trying. They're all PG, but they're like walking this fine line of like trying to be more intense action movies, right? Whereas this yeah. is most certainly an action movie, but it has a, um, I don't want to say family appeal, but it, 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 it touches, pulls on the right chords, right? Yeah, I think it just, be- it knows its tone, knows its audience more than Bay. And I agree. I feel like Bay was trying to do all of the same jokes and vibe that you see in his R-rated movies, but he yeah. was just restricted by being PG-13 and about robots. 100%. Um, okay, so maybe we should just flip a coin, get into I, it. Yeah, it sounds like we've... Have uh, a discussion. You know, it's, on, it's, on, it's on Netflix. It is um, about a robot named Bumblebee. If you don't know what Transformers <laughs> are and you're, listening, you're this far into the podcast, then we have bigger issues that you need to address. You are correct, sir. And you can pause us and go do that. Okay. May I suggest Beast Wars? <laughs> all right um i guess i'm flipping this time you can flip okay i'm gonna use a virtual coin flip again oh okay well i'm gonna do both i don't have a real coin i mean i might have a real coin i don't know why i'm making this complicated i might actually just have a real coin (laughs) you opening your coin purse wallet yep look at what i Oh, do I have anything left from the ice creamery? <laughs> Get okay. those quarters out from the arcade. I am flipping an American nickel for Bumblebee. Oh. Heads, yeah. I will be critical. Tails, okay. I will be a fan. All right. So I flipped tails. So I shall be a fan of Bumblebee. You'll be a fan and I will be critical. I look forward to it, my friend. Um, okay. So who's Do you doing want me what? To go first. Um, I'll go first. Okay, you can go. Yeah. Should I time myself, okay. or are you on this? I got your timer. Okay, thank you. All right, sir. I'm gonna. You can be critical of Bumblebee. I'm gonna be a fan of Bumblebee. One, sorry, you're gonna be a fan. <laughs> one day, one day, one day we'll have you're a clean be a fan. run through where neither of us you're gets be confused about how our podcast works. All right, you're going to be a fan. One minute on the clock yep. in three, yep. two, one, go. I am actively invested in children's media. One, because I never really grew up and maybe never will, but also because I think it's cool that people straight up my age and older are making stuff for the kid I used to be. And whenever I interact with children's media, I always try to see if I had this when I was younger, would it have made my life better? Would it have changed me? Would it have made me a better person? Would it have given me lessons? Am I glad that kids have this? Or am I like concerned that they have this, you know? Bumblebee is that movie. It is 
it hits all the notes and definitely cribs from the playbook of everyone's favorite 80s Amblin Entertainment family classics. You got your ETs, you got your Iron Giants, you got you got everything that that has ever been related to Steven Spielberg and children has a vibe here. But it's so purely the Transformers movie that fans deserved and that kids deserve now. Okay, one minute. Well done. Thank you. Um, okay. You got me? Do you want me to put myself on the clock? I'll put you on the clock. I'll keep you accountable. Okay. I just need to open up my clock and do everything. Okay. <laughs> this fucking guy. All right. All you right. ready? All right. I think I am. Three, two, one, and go. There's a... a continuing trend in Hollywood uh, big blockbuster films lately to rehash old ideas to remake movies Bumblebee uh, puts the illusion of a new addition to the Transformers franchise when in reality it is simply a remake of the very first movie not introducing any new ideas or new concepts just feeling more so like a, a cash grab. The effects aren't as jaw-dropping as the original, and we don't even get Optimus. We get Optimus a little bit. That's it. Um, the, the movie feels a bit played out, and it really just, in focusing so much on ch- uh, you know the child or children's audiences, it misses out on the opportunity to... Um, for adults to enjoy it as much as they did the earlier films. I will be deducting eight seconds from your score. Just eight? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So, let me start with what I thought worked most for Bumblebee, which was, um, it's a story of a kid and their dog, basically. It's timeless. It's... Right. Haley Steinfeld or Steinfeld, Steinfeld, one of those. One of those last names is hers. <laughs> Timeless as always, my dude. <laughs> um, her, I, I first saw her in True Grit, and she's 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 set. Like she's in this, but I don't know if you heard. Disney wants her to be the new Hawkeye for the. Uh, Whoa. Okay, I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Um, that's, that's who they're reaching out to apparently for the Hawkeye TV series, because the, the most recent run of, um, the Hawkeye comics, the really good ones has, um, Clint Barton basically taking, right. Um, yeah. I knew yeah, that, um, a younger woman his, as his protege. It's not actually his daughter no, in the comics, no. but in, I guess in the franchise, it would be, no, I don't know. I think they're going away from that. I think they're actually, Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I think All because right. they want to age it up and they couldn't really like, Haley's in her 20s, right? She's in her early 20s. So I don't think they could, even with like okay. the blip time jump. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah she okay. is going to be a lot of places and she de- deserves to because I think there is a lot, of, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that are her emoting to a f- like mouthless CG robot and she sells it all. This is a story about two people who heal each other both literally and figuratively Haley sells without like overselling it especially considering that this is for a younger audience someone who has not gotten over the death of her father and feels that no one is really seeing her pain 
we see Bumblebee's trauma. We see him believe that he's left his father figure to die. We see him get massively attacked immediately by humans and then by um, a Decepticon um, once he lands on Earth. And he has his voice literally taken from him as he loses his memory core and forgets how to be himself. So not only does she repair him, but she helps fix him as so, a person. He does the same to her. So you're one of the one of the main things. So one of the main things for you is obviously um, Haley, this the Haley Steinfeld. Or I think she carries the whole thing as a likable, relatable lead, and I couldn't help but think about how bad Shia LaBeouf was at doing that basic thing, and at how Michaela was supposed to be what we're seeing with Charlie in this movie, but then Michael Bay, Michael Bay did up. Right. Um, the interesting thing you, you kind of mentioned is that like, it reminded me of how much they sexualized Megan Fox in the first one. Yep. Whereas this kind of feels like that innocent high school love. Even though they go out of her, their way to say that she has graduated and that she's 18. Yeah. I don't know. It was something they didn't do in the first one. Michaela was but, a literal high school student. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I think I think in doing that, like the focus of this movie, for me, one of the things that really didn't work uh, wasn't so much Charlie um, and her relationship with Bumblebee, but you know, kind of the the supporting cast. Like it, it's like when I watch John Cena on screen. As charming as he can be, it's like you know he's gonna he's gonna be good in the end. Like I, mm. I just knew that from the moment he got on. He's like, oh god, I hate Bumblebee because he attacked me. All this stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I already know where they, there was no surprises in this. Movie. I was surprised how um, long it took him to come around. It's like, like I he was trying to kill like him pretty much up to the last scene. Right, and there's there's this, and, and that's kind of weird. And then Bumblebee saves him, and then that all of a sudden he's just like, okay, cool, I'm gonna, <laughs> everything's fine now. There's this force nostalgia at play here, mm-hmm. where where '80s things are so in now, so we're gonna just kind of keep doing all this '80s stuff, and and people are gonna flock to it and love it. But then like. It, there's this meddling between like crazy action and then like compassionate storyline. I saw, I was reading one of the critics. Um, I can't remember. I can't re- recall the, the critics name apologies, but he, he kind of said he was kind of like, this is what a, a transformers movie would be if John Hughes made it. <laughs> Which is like kind of funny, yeah. but at the same time, oh, Simon Abrams from RogerEbert.com. Gotcha. Ah. He's like, you know, it's a hundred and twenty minutes of a lukewarm John Hughesified clone of ET. I'm like, that's you know, I don't think he's wrong. You know, it's like this isn't the movie to be a, a ET clone. I hear that. And that's what it feels like. And that actually plays into the thing I would change. Um, I never thought I'd say it, but I do think that this movie could have used a bit more Michael Bay style action. I think that to, I, to give the Bumblebee franchise now its own identity, 
they needed and also it's just an entirely different director who had different sensibilities like the action set pieces in this all made sense used the environment and the characters and set the stakes up in a way that michael bay never did but this is also a kind of reboot kind of prequel to a franchise that made us get used to you know like a scorpion exploding with fireworks out in the desert in the first in the first movie like there is a certain i guess like lack of kinetic bombast to the action scenes here um and also i kind of i felt like kind of like the movie had like three consecutive endings like i kept thinking like okay that's the last shot and then there's one more scene right then there's one more scene and then the final scene is like her in this baller ass like vintage roadster for three seconds and i was wondering if i was if i was supposed to understand a reference there but i think it was just a cool shot and the movie was over see you in the sequel so there's definitely like i feel like maybe some stylistic things that i that i would have liked to see amped up yeah yeah i can i can see that i i i felt like it <clears throat> that's certainly something it lacked like the crazy action of the the other movies you know it was definitely slower paced mm-hmm. um you know it was long it was long-winded so but with that being said i i think something that worked for me um was i i i liked how the film was part of the franchise um i like you know as much as reboots are great i sort of like when things allude reference parts of the universe that they're in like that's why i loved um oh gosh um the latest avengers movie mm-hmm. right it's like you're going they're going back to like literally five different movies it was five right yeah if like they're like literally going to other movies into the old i was like that's so fucking and that's cool. also like pretty unprecedented like that's something usually only shows with like long season counts can pull off right exactly and this oh michael bay did produce bumblebee he was he, he was given a producer credit i'm sure i'm sure he had to i'm sure any transformers yeah. money has to yeah. go into bay's pocket a little bit at this point 100 percent but it's so interesting. So for me, it's like, I kind of like that. We kind of joked earlier where it's like, you know, Bumblebee plays touch. They, You've got the touch. Yeah, like I'd at one that. point there's, um, you know, there's the references obviously to the, the, the Michael Bay's first Transformers movies at the end with Bumblebee kind of the Camaro and everything. So it's, it's, there's, there's obviously these references and, Things to the future, or to the I guess to the old movies, but the future mm-hmm. in, within the. So I like I, I definitely enjoyed that aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, was it enough? I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. But you know, there's there's more than just what a film references, right? Yeah, that's entirely fair. And also, that's always trickier when you're talking about a prequel that maybe yeah. everyone is, yeah, is yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. If they're not sure if they want to have anything to do with what follows. All right. So that was a spirited debate about a movie about a girl who finds a robot dog. Let's, uh, <laughs> we didn't even bring up like Memo or many of the side characters. Um, but I guess that'll have to be discussed after the flip. So let's okay. go to that and to see it. how we really felt. Okay. So I'm Tails. Yeah, you flipped. Yes. 
Oh, I didn't even hear it like fall on the. the I slapped the it. Tape. I slapped it against my hand and everything. Oh. So okay. I'm gonna be a fan of this movie. How does that make you feel? Oh, I have to be critical of yes, this. Yes, you do. That's disappointing. Because I actually kind of like this movie. I didn't like this movie. Oh, I love so this. It. Is really. <laughs> This Mike Schiller. This was great. Look at you. This was so fun. You, you had me. Yep, I, you had I, me, sir. I in the first half. Oh, man. This I, I actually didn't know how you movie. felt about yeah, this. I like when we go in blind. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I did not know how you felt. Mm-hmm. You totally, because you have a notorious reputation for disliking a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, notorious reputation <laughs> a lot. I would say ninety-five percent of the movies that we is, do, you don't. That is such a high number. I'll have to run the numbers. Okay, sh- I, I think somebody needs to go and look yeah, back somebody, and see. Actually, he's one of our devoted fans. Let me know if I'm a, as much of a hater as people keep kind of insinuating I am. I would say, but you incorrectly. But you love this movie. I have to be critical of this, and this is, I mean, hands down, my favorite. Oh yeah, Transformers. Oh, 100. Like without a doubt, this is so and clearly what it should have been from the start. It makes so much sense. It doesn't try to do too much. It's like even keel. It's um, just, I was like flashing back to the first movie, first Bay movie, oh, and I'm like every time this movie made a good decision, I just think of the batshit decision that Michael Bay made for no reason. Oh yeah, like insane, insane decision. And it's not like, like it's and, it's it's not a masterpiece. It is a super competent um movie of yep. which we've seen these elements before but it does it well right. like when they're like introducing charlie i'm like yes that's how you introduce a protagonist now we like her this is why we understand who the autobots are everything makes sense <laughs> why wasn't this how it was for five other movies i know and it gets into it like re- like i like that opening scene it gets oh into it right God. away we're not Andrew, like seeing cybertron i was yeah. yelling all of their names I was like Soundwave and Soundwave, and he just sent out Ravage, and and that's that Starscream, but you couldn't hear him because they didn't want to use his voice. And it, yeah, oh, it was so good. It was great. It's it's a great movie. Now I have to figure out how I'm going to be critical of it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Optimus being like not a sociopath. Remember what they did to Optimus, man? Oh man, just stabbing yeah. guys in the face and being a war criminal and. Yeah, just being a hard heel, turning heel. Now, they, Optimus's relationship to Bumblebee is Optimus's relationship to people of our age, which is he's dad. He's robot dad. Right. He's robot dad, and you don't want to let him down. And yeah. it just, oh, man, this this movie really worked for me. Okay. It's no speed let's racing, get in. But, let's get... <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's get into it. Let's let's have a chat. Oh, you're not gonna do well, are you? Well, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out as I go. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Okay. So, so there you go. How you doing? We both love this movie. This is this is a fine movie. <laughs> yeah, I I I had a hard time arguing against it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's the film's not perfect. Obviously, it's like you know. No, it's not a masterpiece. I don't think it like I I I, I hate myself for doing this, but like I don't think it addresses as many emotional beats as something like Speed Racer. But I do think that it addresses way more than anyone expected it to. This is a movie about two people 
helping each other through legitimate trauma. And it's aimed yeah. at 12-year-olds. And that's cool. Okay, side note, my family just came home, so you might hear my son yeah. crying and yelling. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> We're a family podcast. And this uh, is a family episode. But you're absolutely right. Like This movie knows what it is, and it's kind of like... Yeah, we redid it again, but like the transfer movie, Transformers movie, but it's it's fun and it, I think it's more in line with what the first film should have been. It is a legitimately sweet movie where there is not like a really sour or weird character choice. Like everything just seems in the best interest of everyone. I loved I loved Charlie's family. First of all, Pamela Adlon. I'm so glad to see her on the big screen. Um, I love her in everything she's ever been in. Like, I don't know if nobody watches her show Better Things, but it's one of the best comedies on television right now. And she was That's in so Louis funny. I, don't, I didn't we even know who she was. She also famously did um, the voice of Bobby Hill. That's so hilarious. Yeah. She's great. Gosh. King of the Hill was on for like 12, 13 yeah, years. 12, 13 years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's punk rock as hell. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> punk rock it is it just played everything uh, straight it's a show that could have been shot with real people but it just it just has this like commitment and, and integrity to believing in its characters as unimpressive on their surface as they may seem that i just really respect um anyway <laughs> this is the king of the <laughs> critic versus king of the hill yeah. not yet um yeah i just i just liked all of the characters. Um, John Cena, I think, was weakest. I definitely had moments where yeah. I'm like, John, that's not like how real actors act. That's how pro wrestlers him. act. I know. And I like him in most stuff, yeah. but yeah. I think he was a bit stiff in this one. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he doesn't have the chop. Maybe he's like been in comedy for too long. He doesn't have the chops to play like this gurger military tough man, kill the robots type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, yeah, the comedy stuff he's so good in, but this felt a bit forced and odd. Yeah. But I think as a whole, you're right. Like the film is ET, which is I I always kind of said that as a bad thing, but it's great. It's fun. No, ET is uh, a good thing to steal from, and it's yeah. and I definitely felt a lot of Iron Giant as well. Definitely, definitely. It's just warm. Like every scene to be taking warm, place yeah. at like sunset or something. I don't really know exactly where they are. They're like yeah. they're near San Fran, but like apparently a part of San Fran that's just a charming town and four hundred cliffs where teens party at. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love you can jump off cliffs. Yeah, I love how you brought up how much Michaela was sexualized because that really highlights how much Charlie isn't. Yeah, no, and, and, and like, it's not like she's not shown a, a great light, because she is, but there's no, and even Memo's, like, affection with her. It's, like, very innocent. It's so and respectful. Very like, like, yeah. It's, I think it is, and, you know, I, fuck me for trying to speak for teenage girls, but I feel like that is the type of thing a young woman would want to see. Like, that is something you would idealize, yeah. is... What if a nice boy really was just nervous to talk to you, supported you entirely, and respected your boundaries? Yeah. That's the fantasy. I, that's Because men are a nightmare. The, we're kind of the worst. <laughs> the, um, yeah. I, I, I guess the question then for, uh, for me, 
for you, Mike, is would you recommend this movie? Yes. Are you a critic or are you a fan? I am, I am a fan of this movie. Now, I don't think it's like a masterpiece. I think it is a very fun, charming, um, competent family adventure movie. But also, like, you need those, you know? Like, those need to be part of the artistic conversation. Like, sure, it's mm-hmm. a, a, a movie that costs over $100 million based off of a billion-dollar toy line, based off of a trillion-dollar franchise, but... Still, like this yep. is something that I'm glad exists. It's I think it's sweet. I think it's good characters being good to each other. And also yeah. giant robot fights. I'm right there with Angela you. Bassett uh, as a giant robot. Oh my god. I am also a fan and would highly recommend this. Okay. Watch it. Yeah, watch You'll watch it right now. It's on Netflix. Okay, also one one, one thing I noticed. Okay, so remember in the first Transformers, that super iconic, probably typecasted her for the rest of her career shot of Megan Fox going from her midriff and following her all the way up. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. That shot is in this movie, except it's the boy that Charlie has a crush on when he takes his shirt off at the fair. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is, they did the Megan Fox shot, but did it for the female gaze. That's so yeah. rad. There's a lot of things that make this movie very 2019. Yeah, even though it's set in 1987, but like it's like it's like 1987 with quotes. Like I'm pretty sure some of those music cues don't actually line up with the timeline they have suggested. No, and uh, not at all. The dialogue, like you know, if people are talking like they talk now, but like, do I give a shit? Like, do I think that took away from my giant robot no. movie? No, not at all. And they also, like, they keep, they ditched most of what Bay did. Like, outside of Bumblebee's general design and the pretty cool concept of him using music clips to speak, which I thought was done better here than any of the Bay movies. Yep, big time. They ditched everything else. Like, this movie basically undoes, the ending of this movie undoes the beginning of Transformers because that has Optimus Prime arriving on Earth. But he's already here now. And the second or third Transformers said that Bumblebee had been there for centuries because he helped the allies yeah, beat Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> so like oh, brother. they're throwing out ridiculous garbage and keeping stuff that they can make into something great. Makes sense. And I think that should just be our approach to pop culture. Like we don't need to be married to this. Like, sure. This isn't the most like, well, actually in uh, season two of G1, it was firmly established oh, that Bumblebee brother. gave it like exactly right. Like, let it be a guide so we can tell better universal stories that matter now, not adhere to a toy commercial from 35 years ago. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Oh, Bumblebee brought us back to life. No more clowns. So, no. So, so what are we going to do next week? <laughs> no idea. No clue whatsoever. <laughs> I forgot, to, while, check, I forgot while, to check Netflix. So while looking at, um, Pamela Adlin's uh, IMDb. I was She's like, oh, I found, a, I found a movie that she was in that we could do. <laughs> we're not going to do What it. is it? I love you, Daddy. Nope. We're never. 2017 American nope. comedy drama. Nope. Nope. Written and directed by Couldn't. Louis C.K. Nope. <laughs> we'll do that like when, we'll do that the month he dies. Ooh, dark. <laughs> Too real. Too real. Jeez. <laughs> Man, oh man. And we'll do Home Alone 2 the month Trump dies. Oh. Wow, that, is that the only thing that he's... That's the one I care to think about. 
Also yeah. because I don't like Lost in New York that much, and I think we'd have a good talk about it. You don't like Lost in New York? There it the is. First one? <laughs> <laughs> we got to save that for our Christmas <laughs> special. Ooh, that's not, that sounds fun. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay, so do you have Netflix up, or should we just let it surprise our audience or tell them on Facebook what we're doing next week? Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's see if the people go to our Facebook and see what we're gonna do. Yeah, and we'll let them know then. We'll we'll let them know then. So um, we're eventually gonna do Joker, but that's not out yet, so we can't. Yeah, we're about a month away from that. Uh, we're we're a couple weeks. It's October. It's October sixth. I know, but we'll give it. We'll give it. Yeah, we'll give it a few days, weeks. A couple weeks. Um, right. you're right. Should we jump into horror? Should we do horror again? Did you have fun with uh, that? We could. Did you did you see us? I haven't seen us. Oh, we should do us. Should we do us? Yeah, we should definitely do All us. Right. Let's do All us. All right, and I can finally watch something with my wife again. This will be great. You should watch Get Out just to prime yourself. I've but seen, Get Out is, I've seen is not. Seen Get Out. Oh, right, yeah, okay. So then this is great. You should see us because it's people critically don't didn't love it as much it as definitely had more of us a, didn't a yeah mixed weird response so yeah i'm totally down for that all right next week okay. we're doing us okay we're doing us i like it i like when we make these. this is us yeah this is this us, is us. <laughs> we're doing this is us yeah. season two Se- not season one season two. season three <laughs> Get that's the one i stopped watching oh i can't i can't even Just, i get it, it. jack's great like let's move on <laughs> Jack's the greatest person ever, yeah. but he's still I an alcoholic. But he's amazing. To Ghost Dad, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so where can people find so us? So people can find us on all our socials. Uh, Critics socials. vs fans. Beautiful. Uh, that Facebook. Uh, we we do reply when people write us on Facebook. We really do have a lot of love for the lovers and no love for the and, haters. <laughs> no love for the haters. Haters. and uh ig and uh the twitters our, and the, the and facebooks our gmails and all that all, all of that we're there we are there and then we um see you there yeah and come back next week where we're gonna talk about jordan peele's as sophomore movie us as we all head into the fall and i guess we have now committed to doing all spooky movies next month we're back we're here we're like a hoodie or a this is it i love it to Uh, comfort you i love it all right so from the east coast i have been mike show lars and i have been andrew bartlett family man and family man together with my son running around no it's it's a miracle (laughs) of life man savor it and we have been critics versus Can you do the Transformers transforming sound? Go. Uh, uh, what transforming sound? You know the sound. The sound they make when they transform. The iconic sound. <laughs> they do make good? they do make it l- l- longer in the movie. I was going for more like a... Yeah, I like yours better. <laughs>